Gaming the System, the number one podcast for gaming addiction, brought to you by Game Quitters. We use research-backed information to provide you with helpful solutions to gaming disorder, as well as shedding light on some of the most pressing matters in the video game industry every single week. We'll also feature guests who are former gaming addicts and have gone on to game the system, creating a life for themselves outside of the virtual world. Thanks for listening. Welcome everyone to this episode of Gaming the System. There's a lot of things happening on Game Quitters in the near future. I recorded an amazing podcast episode earlier this week with a very special guest, which will be up on the Gaming System channel in the next couple of weeks and on YouTube as well. So make sure you subscribe on there to check it out. But I wanted to make this episode today. I was originally going to make it about something else, which I'll do next week. But as it happens, it is exactly one month since I started my life as a digital nomad and moved to Thailand. And I thought I'd just give people an idea of what my journey's been like to go from pretty severe gaming addiction to shaping my life into something that I never thought possible. Being able to travel the world, work wherever I want, and have the freedom to work on my own time in amazing places all around the world. So some of you will know my story already. I've posted it a bunch of times on Game Quitters, most recently in the How to Quit Gaming in College article and video on GameQuitters.com, which you can go and check out if you want to hear it more in detail. But the gist of it is that I started gaming when I was four years old. It was never really a problem. I was always outdoors. I was always active. I was always part of friendship groups. I had a great social life. I took part in loads of activities. It wasn't until around 14 or 15 when gaming became a problem. I didn't know it was a problem. No one did. But looking back on it, it's it's pretty obvious why I was playing video games so much. But it coincided with the release of services like Xbox Live, Call of Duty, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, Halo, all these big games, they all got released and we could play together with everyone. We could play the same games when we came home from school easily. Obviously you could do it before then, but Xbox Live and the surge in wireless technology kind of propelled the gaming industry forward massively to the point where you could play and chat with anyone around the world. You can compare yourselves to your friends and complete challenges and achievements, do all of this good stuff. So I'd come home from school, meet all my friends at around about 4pm on Xbox. I'd play until dinner time and then I'd go back up to my room and play until it was time for bed. And this is something that a lot of other people did as well. But the difference is that I preferred to play video games over doing my schoolwork. Fortunately, my parents and teachers were pretty (laughs) forceful of me doing my studies and preparing for exams. I did manage to get accepted into university to study physics and I thought everything was great. I never thought I had a problem because I managed to switch it off pretty easily to do my, my work. But when I got to university, my gaming addiction really took hold. I'd escape into my computer for hours and hours every day. I'd play until three o'clock in the morning when I knew I had work due in in six hours. So I'd rush to get that done, going to bed at maybe five o'clock in the morning, waking up, handing it in and going back to bed. This happened a lot. I'd miss out on my social life. I'd tell my friends that I had work to do so I couldn't go out partying or drinking, when in reality I just play video games for the entire night. But sometime in my second year, I completely randomly came across Ty Lopez, the uh, Here in My Garage 
just bought a new Lamborghini, uh, <laughs> pardon the accent, but that guy dropping knowledge, um, came across his work and it showed me a world of entrepreneurship and working for myself that I'd never even thought of a possibility. I thought the only way you could start a business was to invent something, come up with a great idea. That set me down a completely different path where I wanted to avoid the typical career option, getting a good job, all that stuff. And since then, I've been pursuing this this life of working for myself. And five years later, <laughs> after countless relapses from gaming and dropping out of university, working as a dishwasher and waiter for years, losing my job, my flat, going into debt, all sorts of things, I eventually get to this point where I move to Thailand and get to finally work for myself. I'll give a quick overview of how I made the transition from working in a restaurant to here. Once I'd lost my job, my flat, uh, I'd just finished a three-week expedition to Canada, full of hope uh, <laughs> about the future, come back home, lost my job, whatever, it is what it is. And I knew I needed to do something, so I learned to code, starting with HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and went on to learn web development. Within about five or six months, I'd got my first client out of complete luck and thought I'd pursue web design as a full-time career. And I left my job as a waiter six months after I learned to code. And uh, <laughs> pretty soon after that, I ended up working for Game Quitters. I will be releasing some content soon about my future with Game Quitters. But until now, it's pretty much just been me learning a bunch of skills <laughs> that are in demand, starting with coding and web design and then writing marketing and that's pretty much how I got to where I am now and my life since moving to Thailand has changed in so many ways I didn't think it would make much of a difference but the difference in clarity focus drive determination my overall happiness and well-being everything has just been completely reversed from what it was like back in England I was living with my parent in a messy house. I wasn't eating great. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't seeing any friends. I had no social life because I lived in the middle of nowhere in England and things just weren't ideal. But coming out here and having to really make something for myself, if I don't make any money, that's it. I have to go back to that life. Because back when I was at home, I was finding myself going through cycles of depression, motivation, depression, and it got really bad a few months ago about three or four months ago, I went into probably the lowest place I'd ever been from a mental health perspective. Um, it's not something I really talk about much, but there were times where I just wanted it to stop. And fortunately, I had people I could turn to, people like Cam and my friends to help me through it. And I managed to keep focused on this idea that if I just work on what I knew would work, things would get better. Um, it wasn't the first time I'd been through it, so I had some awareness about how to deal with it, focusing on just the bare minimum of habits and work. If I could keep doing some work, if I could get myself out of bed and shower and eat something, I knew eventually that it would pass just from my previous experience. It was just a matter of time, but it was a really, really dark point for me. And during that time, I was playing a lot of video games. And sometimes it was difficult for me to see a way out of it, but I knew if I kept digging, I would eventually get to where I wanted to be. And so after a talk with Cam, I booked my flights to Chiang Mai, kind of spur of the moment. I didn't really have a plan. 
I didn't know if I'd still be working for Game Quitters then. I didn't know what would be happening. And yeah, that time came around. I was unprepared for it. I <laughs> I wasn't in good shape. I didn't have any habits. I was in a complete state of limbo before I left. There's a note that I wrote to my phone during that time before I came that I sometimes look back to. And in that note, I state how emotionally numb I am, how I just want to feel something, like anything at all, and that I wanted things to get better, but I didn't actually want to get better myself. And that's the feeling I had before I left Thailand. I wasn't even excited <laughs> to go. And after a pretty strenuous first week, maybe made up of me having an anxiety attack for the first ever time in my life, <laughs> because I tried to order food by myself at a restaurant that I'd never been to before and just broke down into tears in my room completely randomly. Um, never, ever happened to me in my life. I didn't think I, didn't think I was capable <laughs> of having that kind of emotional reaction to something. And I mean, now I used to that restaurant like two or three times a day <laughs> and happily stroll into places and just chat to the uh, people and it's it's nothing but in that moment it was <laughs> it was the worst thing i'd ever done oh, i was panicking so much um i'll probably tell the story maybe in a video with cam or something because I, <laughs> I was talking to him during that time and it was he can tell it in a great way i'm sure but after that initial period of jet lag and <laughs> anxiety getting over some hurdles my life now is i don't know i can't see myself doing anything else apart from living in Asia or just traveling the world in general and working on things that I want to work on my I, <laughs> I know it's it's hard for me to put into words honestly the people here are amazing it's a very Buddhist country and as someone who follows Taoism uh, quite quite a lot of the Taoist principles I find the just the flow that people live their lives in very similar and relaxing and calming no one really takes things too seriously no one cares too much everyone smiles at you i don't know if it's just because i'm a foreign white guy but <laughs> it's probably got something to do with it but since escaping all of the the political nonsense and media and conflicts that you see dividing people in countries like america and uk and europe and canada it's just nice to slow things down a bit and work at my own pace. But it's it's me. I get to be myself. I get to be the person that I finally feel comfortable being. I've always felt like I've hidden away from myself and not expressed myself in ways that I want to. But something about being out here, taking myself out of my comfort zone, it's just completely transformed the way I am, even in just 30 days. And now that I'm out here... Um, and I've got all this clarity and focus I'm working on my own business in digital marketing things are tough at the moment income <laughs> my income isn't as high as I'd like it to be and I've got to push to make money before I run out but that challenge kind of fires me up and ignites some deep passion inside of me to really work things out it's me against me basically I'm the only one that can get myself out of this problem I'm the only one that can get myself to where I want to be and I really love that that challenge but yeah I thought I'd just give you a quick <laughs> kind of update on my travels what's what's happening in my life um it's completely spur of the moment I'd, I'd originally recorded something else but I wasn't happy with it and so I just 
I don't know, there's no plan for this episode, I just wanted to talk. I'm going to keep it quite quite chill, quite unedited, um, quite raw. There's some things in the episode that I wasn't too happy to talk about, but trying to be more open in myself and in everything I do, more honest. And yeah, I hope you guys found some interest in it. Um, just almost to act as a reminder of what you can do when you get away from video games and addiction and really take control of your life and your journey and get yourself on that path to becoming the best person that you can be. Because once you get there, you'll never look back. And not everyone will want to have this lifestyle. For some people, an office nine to five job will suit them. Working in a restaurant will suit them. Creating art or music will be what's right. But I really hope that you can find what success means to you and really take control and make the most of the time you've got left because you don't want to look back in 50 years on a life of regret and failed chances and missed opportunities. You want to look back and be content with the fact that you took every opportunity you could to better your life, to take action, to make a difference, to help people, to provide comfort and safety to a family and all the things that people kind of take for granted. When your life has been consumed by something like video games, it's hard for you to see outside of that bubble. It's hard for you to think that you'll make something of yourself that isn't about gaming. It's it's all you are. It's your identity. But I guarantee if you can break out of that, that bubble and really find your own voice and path through life, you'll be so much better off and so thankful that you took that leap to make a change in your life. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Gaming the System, the number one podcast on gaming addiction brought to you by Game Quitters. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to share it around to family members, friends, or anyone you think could benefit, and don't forget to leave a review. It's super helpful. Check us out on social at Game Quitters Everywhere, and if gaming addiction is affecting your life, we recommend having a look at our guide on the website gamequitters.com forward slash respawn if you're a gamer and gamequitters.com forward slash reclaim if you're the parent or loved one of an addict the important thing is not to lose hope and remember real life is always worth fighting for see you in the next episode